0: welcome back to the social distance podcast guys a very um, quick episode after the, the last one uh, with george is his miq so he's very motivated to chat we chat about him we don't chat about a hell of a lot of elephants in the room we avoid them like the plague and we go going to talk about some other things um
1: well we actually i actually don't know what's in the show because we don't know what i'm going to chop out so this could be just a mixed bag this could be our last lolly. show enjoy the most edited
0: version of the social distance podcast in history like share subscribe
2: I die a little bit every time I hear the intro. That's just not for the intro.
0: Well,
1: well, then that's more reason to do it. Come just, on, mate, I'll let's can't. just do it. No. let's just play it, mate. You've oh, got oh, to get over the fact oh, that you, you won do the do nationals.
2: You do it. I'll mute it. Go. All right. I'm, not, I'm not prepared for this.
1: This is gonna be a good one. I can sense it. Uh,
2: let's get ready to
1: rumble. And are fucking G, are we? Ah, uh. oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, you can't impeach somebody that's doing a great job. From Suchin, Kendall Kerr. Bruce (laughs) George Bennett, you deserve this big fella. What's that solution? He's he's put the finger straight through the one pie. We Hmm. try and create a comfortable environment. There's no bullshit. There's just so many of them, aren't there? They just don't like it. Nelson, be proud. Yeah, baby.
0: Righto, guys. Look, oh, we're back, and I re- this is the first time I've ever been nervous for a podcast that we've done. A couple of reasons. This is the eighth edit of the podcast. Is that <laughs> the, the eighth edit, level one? <laughs> this is the eighth edit of the intro. <laughs> Secondly, I'm in unfamiliar territory, new surroundings. Took me a while to get my get my bearings. And thirdly, I've been wrong-footed by two things. George, this is the first time in social distance podcast history that George instigated this episode. It was he was driven by George. It was motivated by George, and that is more rare than a dick pic from Australian cycling, Australian cricket,
1: Australian cycling. (laughs) Hey, mate, start digging us into that. It's a cricket team. It's got nothing to do with the bike riders. Cricket Australia. (laughs) Yeah, you're just filthy that we beat you in the World Cup, mate. Keep us out. No dick pics from anyone in cycling. We should clear that up right now. <laughs> no, that's right. it has been some his
2: organizations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: So, the other reason I wanted to do this podcast is uh, to talk about stuff that you guys have uh, edited out, so I uh, <laughs> might as well leave.
0: Yeah. Change is going to You've vetoed my have to topic do... of conversation. I just
2: wanted to get your
1: your hot take on a few things that are going on, but... Uh, this this show is gonna be like the episode of The Simpsons when Homer went on that show called Rock Bottom and they tried to edit his interview and they see the clock in the corner, it keeps changing time. <laughs> because all I wanted to do is touch a sweet, sweet, can, sweet, sweet, can. <laughs> right. Good luck, good luck with the edit, Jonesy. Oh, well, let's get uh, back I to just... what we spoke about earlier.
0: This is the first time in social distance podcast history that this show has been entirely instigated and driven by George. I know. Which has really thrown me off. That
1: that does make me nervous too. Uh, What's going I don't on? Want to be here. I'll just tell you, I still, I still don't
0: want to be
2: here, but I want to be here slightly more than I want to be in a room with my missus in MIQ. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we are. Well, it's
0: good to uh, have you. Yeah, welcome I'm back.
2: Testing the, I'm testing her noise cancelling earphones capability really early on because I'm just mm-hmm. saying something and I'm seeing if she's looking daggers at me. And she can oh, you know, they're not noise cancelling. She's staring daggers at me. So I said, like, put your noise cancelling on for this app. Um, and so I just tested the waters. There you go. Turn that on. That's right. Don't listen to me. Um,
1: how is it? Yeah. How's it this time around? You got the same military dudes at the front down. I'll see it. Oh eight hundred. 1,400, just give, yeah. give me military times when
2: I'm can when i allowed to go for a 20-minute walk.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, it's worse. It's way worse second time around. It's weird because it's only seven days this time around. But I think the first time I, you know, it was a novel. And this time it's seven days. And it's just seven like, I just never thought I'd be here again. Yeah, and you just, like, I'm, I'm nearly out. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, it's just everyone's, you know, it just seems like the thrill's worn off. And and when it was fourteen days, like it was, it was almost like a, you know, like the team camps. Like teams have those camps where they like. I think you probably touched on it last week with Hannah. You know, they take you up to the Norway and you just put you out in the cold for forty eight hours, and it's like this whole like sort of like a spirit quest. Mm. This time yeah. it's just like it's just an inconvenience, and I don't want to be here. But <laughs> um nearly out, three days left, and I can't actually complain. Good food, got an erg. Um, and we're nearly yeah I'm just um, trying to how'd you go not how'd you go in your uh,
0: how'd you go in your Zwift race yesterday got spanked absolutely punished <laughs> standard Swift day. and I'm also lying about my weight
2: and I'm still losing <laughs> like, oh yeah <laughs> that's so cool maybe go back maybe go back to B grade well I've got my race weight in there I haven't got my
0: post four weeks not touching a bike um yeah but it it works out though because like your weight's gone up and so and your form's gone down so it actually evens out you're actually better Mm. off to leave your weight at right if you put your weight to what it currently is you'll get even more spanked because you haven't got the watch oh yeah
2: yeah i think i just need to pick my races a bit better i think i just need to get on a bit some obscure time zone and just start i tell you what i did this morning though on it got me through my ride this morning is i got on a um zoom call with like sam whitelock um a few of the other boys the all blacks and trainers and staff and they were um you've seen what they're doing they're in my queue so they got in a day after me and these blokes are riding 24 hours on a watt bike just 24 hours like non-stop not good enough really and uh, i tuned in they had done this morning when i joined them for the first part of my ride i zoomed in on this call and like heaps of guys were on there and they was like some of them were like most of them were riding bikes like eric murray was on there riding a the bike and then there was just like, Izzy dag? Just like kicking around. Like, I'll oh, see you boys. I'm off to play some golf. I was like, well, oh, <laughs> cheers, <geez>, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so they're just pedaling away. And like, I think they had like 500. They were 14 hours in. One of them done like 500K already. And they still had, yeah, still had, obviously, quick mass. 10
1: hours I, left. No, <laughs> 10, <can't>. 10,
0: <laughs> What are they doing? Like for... Um... Charity or something? November. Yeah, Movember. Ah, oh, right. Seems a bit um, harder than growing a moustache, eh?
1: <laughs> I was going to say.
0: <laughs> I'd rather just grow the moustache over 30, 31 days than two twenty-four 24 hours of bike riding.
2: And then just, I was just sitting my right head around it, so I had a two-hour ride and, like, I was an hour and a half in and I was just, I mean, I was just staring at the fucking toilet because that's, like, again, I've been, like, relegated to the toilet because I'm just sweating and, you know, we, need, we can't just live amongst, like, pools of, Sweat on carpets. So I'm in, just in the shitter doing intervals. And I was like an hour and a half and I was just looking around like sweating, overheating so badly and just thinking that these guys would got 22 hours left. Oh. I mean, I'm sure they're not
1: doing strengthies, but um, yeah, good on them, man. Good stuff. Hey, Bills, the listeners would be keen to know how far you've progressed to the greatest New Year's Eve party in New, New Zealand history. Have we oh, made actually- any progress?
0: We've had a couple of people reach out that have offered up um, suitable venues. Mm-hmm. One of the guys offered up a thousand square, square meter factory. We could have had a massive game of indoor cricket. Oh, that's but a great the, idea. But the thing for me, and one of the guys that he, he messaged us in, with a, with an uh, option as well, I said to him, we're trying to weigh up whether we need, whether we do it this year, because you can't get here, obviously, or do we postpone it another year? And he was a big advocate for having you there. And... As much as I'd love to do that party this year, I feel like it wouldn't be a party hosted by the Social Distance Podcast without the crew, you know, without the, all three of us, especially given the fact that George and I wouldn't have any idea what the fuck we were doing and we'd need you to steer the ship. It, it, so, it's
1: like when Jerry Halliwell left the Spice Girls, you know, that's sort of yeah. like, yeah, is it? Is it Spice Girls? Nah. Mm. Exactly, still, about a crew, out a good, still about out of good harmony, but it just doesn't have, you know... What was her? What spice was she?
0: Um, Ginger spice. Ginger. Uh, That is a bit like you, actually. Um, (laughs) I reckon we postpone. I don't know. What do you think, George? But maybe we postpone 12 months so we can have the full crew there and maybe start the planning slightly earlier than. I think George is frozen
1: or he's just doing an absolute statue. (laughs) (laughs) George is frozen again. It's good to have you back, George. Good to have you back, George. What else yeah. is new, mate? Yeah, it sounded like a rough time in the bathroom, mate. You got through that. <laughs> yeah. You're in a shit mood again. You know, quarantine. You're getting good food, getting looked after. It's not good enough. Other shit than internet. That, shit. Oh, no, hang on. This is like old school days, remember? Oh, we're Double going to us. Oh, yeah. Double George.
2: It's <laughs> been a, um, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but how. Um, how controversial was this week, Ben? I'll just well, keep
0: double know. George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. We had we, we were talking about the fact that you'd frozen, and we had two of you when you came back on. There was two of you there again double George, frozen George, and live George. Yeah, I there.
1: Yeah, remember that's when when, the first you remember you had that siglet, you have that on that time, and we had double George. And I was calling you skeletal, and then we were talking about body shaming issues and things like that. <laughs> you said that you look like a human thumb. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: That's just actually my split personality. <laughs> Had a few uh controversial emails this morning, girls. So you get those as well.
0: Had quite a number in the last few days. Are you talking about cycling New Zealand and <laughs> all the resignations? Mm. There's been a number in there. Like, what was... what's going on?
1: What, what's it, going on?
0: I honestly didn't know that that many people worked in the office. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, There's more resignations than people. Um,
1: <laughs> it's been. <laughs>
2: I got your resignation email. Did you did you mean to send that? Are they just re- yeah. resigning on behalf of people? <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Is Craig Gita still there? He's still yeah, there. Keats is kicking around. If he there's puts a his story.
2: resignation and I'm putting mine, I'm going down with
0: him. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want Keats. To um, do that. But something's nah, brewing, eh? Hey? Yeah. Well, there's been a whole lot of stuff, hasn't there? Like obviously, there's you know there was a tragic passing of Olivia Podmore a few months ago, and you know the the subsequent investigation into that, which I'm sure has been tiresome to say the least for a lot of the people at staff and yeah, bike New right. Zealand. And, and then of course it's the end of an Olympic cycle. You start a new Olympic cycle now. That's it's not uncommon that you know that organizations you know do a clean slate, get you know, get rid of some guys and get some new guys in. That's how sort of it always has worked with high performance sport and Olympic cycles. And then of course today this this press release has come out saying that there was an inquiry into a um a breach a breach of integrity from bike and at the cycling new zealand at the olympics which no one knows you know we we can't even speculate what that was at the moment because you know we only reading what the press release says but obviously that might have been you know one of the another cause of things that was brewing because leading up to that that announcement today of that um inquiry into the into breach of integrity was like fucking countless emails of just resignation 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 mm. and I mean, a lot of people have left for different reasons. You know, the CEO who who we know pretty well, Jacques, he's he's left, you know, because he's he's Canadian, and when this pandemic hit, his his family and his his son is over in Canada and he hasn't been able to leave the country. His son obviously hasn't been able to get in, so it's been two years since he's seen his family. So that's a big driving force for him to want to go home. But yeah, it's been a it's been a bloody whirlwind for for cycling. A lot now, of people just... that we've known our whole
2: lives, and a lot of the people I've only known over, over email. So in two thousand and eight, when I first two thousand six or whatever it was, my first ever foray into cycling. Like, I got an email. I think it was like Huey. Huey Castle was the off, you know office She was always doing logistics, everything. And she's just been like, I've never actually met her, but she was just a standard in my life of emails. I've probably sent more email to her than anyone else in my life over sixteen year period or
0: whatever. And her emails are enough for you to be like, she oh, is I a like, legend. He, you know, she, yeah,
2: she's legend. a legend. Yeah, never met her. Just get a it's a vibe thing. Hmm. then her got an email saying she was leaving and i was like "Oof!" and then the next day we got another email about
1: Will you shut up man
2: oh get know that she's she must be listening going fucking what <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I know. You just want to go through a list and go. They may or may not be leaving. We'll just read out the entire list of people that work in New Zealand and all the best, all the best. Maybe she sends the
2: emails going, "Hi guys, a quick note from," and they come from her. So I've always gone like, she's leaving.
1: No, I'll tell you why. Uh, no, I won't actually.
0: I'm just, in, I'm just um, myself from this conversation. <laughs>
1: How much of any sort of scandal, no matter when it happened, was the people love jumping on and they You yeah, look a at the smell Tim of Payne blood. Thing. Oh,
2: so oh. people
1: that don't know Tim Payne,
2: Aussie cricket captain, um, has um...
1: stepped down as captain, and he's stepped yeah, down from cricket so... as of today. So, like he uh, he's walked away from cricket um and this was a a text message exchange that came out from four years ago um and it was like you know uh it was consensual it seemed consensual it was like yeah he was married at the time just had a kid shouldn't have done it and he was sending you think he sent a dick pic or whatever but the, the the messages that came out was like he sounded horny she sounded horny it was wrong but He's, he knew those messages were going to come out. So he does a presser and, you know, it's standard Aussie cricket presser. There was tears. There was a statement. There was always that, I won't be fielding questions after this. So I'd like to read a statement. You're like, oh shit, mate. Mm-hmm. All the best. Yeah, something's going on. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's read all that out, well, then all the questions were like, hang on, if there was an investigation and they then appointed him captain, this is like straight off the back of the sandpaper gate. They're going, well, what was the duty of care there? Like, you know, there's an yeah, investigation in yeah. this guy. Where the fuck did you put it? And then they're wiping their hands going, oh, no, we didn't know. Blah. And then everyone's jumping on going, well, it was unsolicited messages. And then I was sort of sitting there going, look, what it, it was definitely wrong. You know, he was married at the time. but I don't know if it was what, unsolicited. What, yeah. Was it, was it unsolicited? Because then everyone jumped on going, you know, sending messages that that other person didn't want or whatever. I'm like, hey, hang on. Whoa. You know, mm. hang on. I'm not sure um,
2: about that. It's weird. Like, like it's it's an interesting thing, right? Like, should sending a dick pic... I mean, firstly, you're an idiot sending a dick pic. Yeah. Who, who sends a dick pic? I mean, like... There, I, heard a, I any, heard
1: a guy on a podcast today saying you that everyone does it. You talk to any 20-year-old, 30-year-old sending a dick pic. No I've one never said I've, I've never sent a dick pic. No. And that's purely from confidence issues. <laughs> 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 you know? I don't want that shit like, getting out there. I just feel like there's a way to just, if there's any way to go
2: like, right, let's hand someone some leverage. Here's a picture of my dick. And on top of that, like here's something that will come. Here's a guaranteed way to, to give me something to think about at 2 a.m. in the morning going, shit, there's a dick back out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just And it's seems never coming
0: an, back. It's
2: never coming yeah, it's, back. It's such, an, it's such an unnecessary way to like just incriminating thing. But anyway, whether you would or you wouldn't, I mean I think pretty much everybody So this guy reckons
0: everyone sends one. I don't know anyone that sends them. But... no Okay. But anyway, paint things would... it's, it's real interesting though, because it like happened five years ago. There was an investigation and he was I presumably and I think this was correct, he was he he was cleared of the, the investigation came to nothing. He wasn't he wasn't and he didn't get in trouble for it. He continued to play cricket for five more years. Mm. But yeah, now it's come out because this girl that was involved she got lost her job recently she was stealing uh, something for theft yeah. and stealing dick pics and so <laughs> it's all come out again and it's quite a, so he's sort of been thrown under the bus a little bit by uh cycling not cycling cricket australia and um because of because of the fact that it's cut red its head again but like at the end of the day, he's been cleared. Yeah. He made a mistake probably, but that's between him and his wife to sort out, which I'm yeah. assuming that they did. And she said she knew five years ago. So they've moved mm. on. He's mm. moved on. They've moved on together. And now it's red it's head. And now he's in the shit again. Like, it's like, well, mm. so he made a mistake. Yeah. First thing you do when you make a mistake uh, is you got to pay the, pay the price, pay the consequences. Mm. And then it moves on to whether people want to forgive you or not. And they did. And people moved on, namely his wife, mainly. And, but now it's all come up again. And now he's bloody stepped down as a captain. Now he away so from cricket. Say, but... Now he's not going to be in the ashes. Like he's taking an indefinite break from the, the cricket. Problem is,
1: the problem is the sport of cricket. Like cricket's a sport that if you fuck up, you don't want to be playing on the field because people yeah, are going to bring just, yeah. blow up dicks and they're on the yeah. fence going, shush your dick, Tim. And you're like, I like can't deal with um, that. Sonny Bill uh,
2: slept with David Warner's missus. Yeah. And then everyone showed up to that game wearing Sonny Bill masks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> troll it's, it's the worst balling. sport to face up on the field. Whereas if you were playing golf, you know there's signs everywhere. Quiet, please. You know, you might yeah, really yeah. get the odd person in the background going, "Dick, poo. you know," and hey, then don't even. Get
0: out. <laughs> and not even to mention on the field, cricket is hugely <laughs> uh, renowned for sledging. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Tim Payne is the king of it, and he's oh, yeah. bloody, he's bloody yeah, good. Yeah, it. yeah. he and was with Ash he, when
2: he was the, the yep. Yeah, Get him to the yeah. gather. Yeah, he's,
0: he's he's keeping wicket. He's there for five days against the POMS Ooh. at the ashes, chirping away. He can't. He'd, he'd have to be the most silent wicket keeper of all time because as soon as he says anything, the batsmen are gonna go, Mate, we've got a we've got a cannon full hmm. of fodder
2: here. Bring it on. Can you imagine if there was this in the pillow? Just guys just chirping, you know? Like <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe there is. But like just yap from something, you know, like oh you've had, you've had many of run-ins, mate. What are you? Talking yeah, but it's not about? it's not just chipping. It's more like it's more like here and now we're fighting over mm. this wheel. Yeah. It's not just like
0: raking over the coals or something. Like you know, like well, it's not like picking you, picking on one rider and for spending the next six hours just chirping them. Yeah, you know? yeah, Just whole like thing. little. Actually, sly, I did dude. see
2: this once. I did see this in the Vuelta last year. No, the Giro, the Giro this year. Um, and it was a rider from Trek had been... Oh, I'm trying to think who, who he was squaring off against. Um, oh, yeah. I, I remember. I'm not going to name names. But what had happened is these two guys had had a fight and one was an older experienced, very successful rider and the other was a young up-and-comer. And mm. it was the stage that Betty old won and, you know, he liked, it was a huge break, went away, a really hard stage. And then the, real, the peloton just went, right, go, you guys go race for the race, for the win. We're just going to cruise and basically take a day off. But then it was a bit stressful at the end. but Anyway, so for like 40K coming into these circuits, we were going so easy. And then it started getting faster, faster, faster as the stress started. And what happened is this young kid had said something to, a, to the old boy and said, oh, um, you know, basically like you're past it. Along those lines. And this whole guy went, okay, okay. And then he spent the next like 50K with his whole team with him, just pushing this guy out into the wind, just pushing him out and just wouldn't let him into the peloton and made him right out in the wind. And then as it started getting harder, this, this young guy was just getting like, getting real tired, <laughs> trying to come back in. And I was in the middle of them one time and the guy was like, oh, George, excuse me. And I was like, oh, where are you trying to go? And he said, oh, I'm just trying to flip this guy, like really pleasantly. Oh, I'm just trying to flick him. And I went, you know what? Go for it go through mate jump through so i let him like cross through cross through our team train and then i just sat there beside him, just watching and just lean on this guy just push him out every time we try to come back in push him out and this guy just like no matter where he went if he put the brakes on go to the back this guy would bring like three of his teammates and they'd all just go to the back with him push him out and him <laughs> so good
0: i i had way back in the in the day and simon van won't Wait mommy telling the story he we um Simon Van Veldhoven, who we had on as one of our original guests, he was uh, an Olympic track cyclist, won a medal in the Kieran and stuff. And when I was in the track team and he was in the track team, he was a sprinter or a kilo rider, actually, at the time. But he'd won the scratch race title, the national title or something the year before. Like he just got off, he just sort of, oh, I'll do the scratch race. The race wasn't so fast. Um, And obviously, he was the quickest dude there and smoked everybody in in the sprint. And then the following year at the Nationals, he, he spent the whole week just chirping me and the endurance guys like how he's going to beat us how he's going to beat us like oh like i'm quicker than you, you guys can't grab me like just like chirping us chirping us chirping us and then we finally lined up in the last night of the scratch race the last night of the track nationals in the scratch race final event and he'd he'd done such a brilliant job and he just got in my head so hard that like i only had one goal in that race was to flick rhino was to flick simon so i spent the whole race just trying to tail him off the back of the bunch and then in the end we both just got fucked over and none of us won we both got
2: lapped i think and i was just but like, i think there's something in that though like like if i'm going i might not be winning but you're definitely not winning
1: yeah. yeah yeah but
0: when you look back on it now you're like what was i thinking why don't i just make the race hard with the rest of the guys and try to get rid of him so he can't sprint but like he, he does he dropped and Simon, I must take my out off, one of the best piss takers, one of the smart asses But did he do a like, good he's job? So because he also lost. Yeah, but he probably doesn't care because I mean? he's a sprinter. He's already won his national title on the kilo. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. he's won the Kieran. He's just doing the scratchy for a laugh. He's also won the America's Cup. Yeah, and he's probably doing so. the scratch race just because he's trying to get in a cheer pass, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah true, it's been was thinking,
0: goal. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, was think, I, was, I was having a little think before when I got really wrong footed by George calling this episode, I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell are we going to, what the hell are we going to talk about? And it was just timely that I came across this tweet this morning from our mate, Benji Nason from the, um, the Lampin oh, Rouge, yeah. Rouge podcast. And he, he does some cool, cool tweets. He's good. And he tweeted, he tweeted this morning about, um, and, and he, and he explained it all through his tweets. I haven't got them here, but he, he explained it. He's like, this is not a, I'm not trying to compare men's or women's cycling, but just as an experiment, um, he'd like to see Annamie van Vluden at her best they uh, let's say like last year or Olympics this year, how how would she go against the men's pro Peloton up a climb, up a mountain, you know? Would would she drop us? Would she drop some of us? Would she you know, would she finish 10th? Would she finish 100th? Just as an experiment. Judging by my Zwift effort yesterday, I would say she would definitely drop me up a mountain
2: currently. Well, well she thinking, did a training
1: oh, camp, I, didn't she, at the start of or a couple of years ago. And yeah, uh Yeah and that came that came up she in was, one of the tweets. Yeah. So
0: I went through the the real, you know, all the replies. And it was a real it was a real mixed bag. And uh some guys were saying, like, oh you know, no chance. And then somebody came up and said, Oh, well, she said she did a training camp with them, um, the bike exchange boys, Mitchelton Scott, when it back then when she was there. Uh, and they all dropped there and stuff. and this was in January, you know, everyone's at different phases. And um, a lot of people were saying, Oh, no, like the men's peloton is is it's too good, you know, she wouldn't be able to do it. I, 100%, like, not even, not a word of a lie, me me at my best and Amika at her best, race up a 15k climb, I think she'd beat me. I honestly do. Really? Like, yeah. Mate, yeah. when she's going, she's doing six watts a kilo for 30 minutes, I'm not doing that. And a lot, a lot of guys in the peloton aren't doing that. Of, co- of course, she's not going to beat you guys, George, and those people, but... She's doing six watts per kilo for maybe 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, lot, a lot longer than a guy over 80 kilos could do. So I think that she, in my opinion, she she could outclimb On a one-off climb, talking about a 200K mounted stage may be a different story, but a one-off climb from bottom to the top, 15K TT, I think she'd put away a lot of the 80
1: what, kilo plus. Why don't they do pump. like a battle of the sexes, like that tennis game 30 years ago? You know, that got huge yeah. media attention. Just ham it mm. up, ham it up. Hey, the tennis thing. Have you seen this this tennis player that's um gone missing? Oh, the Chinese one. Oh yeah. Well well, obviously I haven't seen her because she's missing, but <laughs> she's putting out some some videos or some sort of propaganda to say that she's still alive and very wasn't that because you... eh? Yeah. It's like They're treating <laughs> me well. I've been hitting balls out the bat, I'm fine. And she's just it's blinking the Morse good. code at the camera <laughs> <and> just going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: It's real weird, eh? But, well, um, well, sorry, yeah, but ever, ever, yeah, 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 you digress. But, you digress,
1: but, but you everyone, digress. That com- everyone that comes from China, it's clear, you know, don't say anything bad about China or the government, mm. or shit will go down. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas New Zealand, it's like a national sport just railing
2: on the government right now. That's I, put right. A, I put a thing up like how to navigate this vaccine passport thing. Oh. And inadvertently, I. Inspired every anti-government fucking cycling fan of New Zealand. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you're still voting Labor," you know, and just like yeah. piling on. I was just trying to ask a question, how I actually a genuine question, how do I get around this? And then it's just so everyone's so angry at the moment. Like, yeah, but sorry, Mate, I'm, wait to, be able to
0: wait um... till you to go training when you get out. Uh, I've been training the last couple of days in the you know in the the farms, the farm district of of Rotorua. And there's signs up everywhere on people's bits of land, like you know, all these different catchphrases, like uh, th- this pandemic is is Cindy and her Labor government's 911, and like all these like just digs in. Oh, the farmers, the, the farmers don't like her anyway. The best, no, of homes, let alone <laughs> let alone if they're going to use a vaccine passport to go to the pub. They're like, oh fuck <laughs> this. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, um, Everyone's I- so, so
2: angry here. Right? It is actually nuts. I've noticed it. it's a different vibe this time. Last time I came home. It was like solid, the solid, 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 solidarity, solid, Solidarity. solidarity, 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 stroke, <laughs> um, and this time I've come home and everyone's just passed. Everyone's just so angry. Yeah,
1: like, but you'd it love like, it. You'd just slot straight in. Yeah, it's good. You wouldn't no, be no, the no, odd no, man no. out anymore. It'd be just like George is just one of the boys.
0: Uh, the last day we were in MIQ, we were in Auckland as well. And we were on Queen Street, which for those who don't know who I, who I'm from New Zealand, Queen Street's like the, the main street, it's like Flinders street or whatever in Melbourne, you know, it's like the main Mm. street of, um, the Auckland CBD and obviously Auckland's Auckland's in uh, a lockdown. Um, so it's really, really quiet. But on the Sunday, the last Sunday we were there, we had an hour and a half of like every farmer in the Auckland district who's within bloody tractor distance of Queen street coming down. And Mm. the big John Deere's, like all the youth signs out flags out the window, just fully protesting the, um, they weren't protesting the pandemic stuff, so they protest protesting all the shit that farmers protest, which some of us actually make sense. Um, but so it gave us an hour and a half of entertainment watching like these people just against Cindy and her government. It was, it's been all going
2: Yeah, a lot, a lot of people railing at the moment, eh? But this one guy's just chipping, like people just chipping in at me because they just know like I'm backing her in, you know? And everyone's just going, yeah. you're
1: well, backing, maybe um, ma- Maybe that's a reason to pull the pin on a New Year's Eve party. It might be like a platform to you're the. Beacon of all this bloody government shit. You might have been a well, target. Well, that's the whole thing. There's all a, these there's a John Deere, Deere trucks rolled up, you know? mm. and
2: and it'd be very easy to. It's it's a pretty you know you don't want to become the um like the face of it going wrong. You know, mm. if you if you for example like so it's pretty uncontrolled home quarantine, so four days or three days home quarantine, and if you go home and say you attempted to go okay, I'll go out on my bike, not stop anywhere. Um, you, it's so risky. Like you just mm. wouldn't do it because people know you, and you just go. You'd
1: have to send an email to UAE going, "I've enjoyed the time. Thanks, guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll just have a Tim Payne
2: like press conference. Yeah, I just yeah. that with tears, and they're like, yeah. oh, i been sending deck pics
1: I will not accept any questions <laughs> at the end of this. I just want to read a statement. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, so I so I I I came up with two two
0: wrong-footed subjects. The first one was the anime. And van Vluid an upper climb. My opinion Mm. is she beat, she could beat a large majority of the eighty kg club. Okay. My second question was, this is a good one for you, George. And I'd actually, I was having this chat with Hannah when we were out riding yesterday. Let's say you did a normal preseason, or even like a slightly exaggerated preseason in terms of hours. So you know, you Mm. did your you did your thirty hour weeks in December, and you did your thirty hour weeks in January, and you know, you did all that stuff. But then from the first of March until the last day of the season. If you trained only three hours, never more than three hours. So you did you train six days a week, your recovery days were three hours, your endurance days were three hours, and your days with efforts were three hours. Do you reckon you could race be as good as what you are doing the way that, the way we train now? Yes. Yeah, I you reckon
2: we well. yeah, for... could pull it off. I mean maybe yeah, I think you'd be all right because like there's a whole new thing now where you just ride around really fast all the time. Like no matter what you're doing, you ride this you, you ride either zone two or zone four. So you could do it. Um, the three hours, like long rides, you'd have to ride pretty hard to get three hours and you would just not eat before you went out to get the endurance stuff. You just have to fast fully get full gas fasting and then go ride really hard for three hours. And that'll probably give you a pretty similar effect, like a five or six hour ride yeah, cause my... re- recovery days at three hours. That'll be
0: what will kill me. Yeah. Cause obviously you, you're going to lose, you're not going to be hitting those endurance zones, if you're only doing three hours, you know typically we'll do training rides of five or six hours or sometimes seven. but yeah. my idea behind the endurance thing was let's say you did yeah you did all the big endurance all that for the first of March, and then from there, your endurance ride was only three hours, but you got your endurance from the racing. so if you're preparing for a grand tour or if you're preparing for the classics, for example, which are the like in the in April, um you need to be and have good endurance to race for six hours, but you'd go and do like a stage race. Before the the classics, then if you're preparing for the and you did and you've also done your big endurance up to the first of March, so you're only stopping the endurance training four weeks out, five weeks out from the classics. Then preparing for a Grand Tour, typically now when people prepare prepare for Grand Tours, especially riders like yourself, you don't race actually for quite a long time before. No, the grand we don't tour. race. You know, hardly any. you hardly race. You might race five weeks out, and then you go into a big altitude training block and you do all your your endurance stuff there. Yeah. Well, instead you'd have to flip it and you'd have to race right up to the Grand Tour you know, to to keep the endurance. Or you might race up until two weeks before the grand tour. I reckon there's ways around it and I reckon you could do it.
2: Scud did something similar where he, like in 2019, I didn't race from California until the tour. And then I remember like Tom Scully was doing either that year or 2020. He had this outrageous um, race program where he was away for like 40, the 40 days preceding the tour. He was just on the road, just doing like Valon races and just everything, you know, like, outrageous race schedule and then he was flying so you, it, there's many ways to skin a cat but we like we could also sell a lot of misinformation here like there's a lot of up and comers and we need to protect ourselves in our jobs so we could also use this as a platform to like miss send a lot of bad information to like remember when frumi and Ineos did that like no
0: nah, it um... gives us an opportunity to use these young guys as test dummies to see if it actually works you're not
1: going to do it bills you're not
0: going to test it i'll do it but I reckon you you end up you just go back to the old school style of of race calendars where like we do like 60 70 race days this, now like 15 years ago they were doing 120 race days. So you'd go yeah. back to you go back to that style of where you'd be like you need the whole peloton to do it because if you were the one guy going oh, I'll just use these races as preparation you wouldn't be getting through them because they're all so fucking hard these days. You imagine like, stiffin into like Perry Nice off off 3 hours. Yeah. You got a you got like
2: a two hundred and fifty k stage lined out with crosswinds, and everyone's just walking. Oh, like, oh man! You're, you're, I
0: would... tr- yeah, but you're, you're not f- eating, so you be lean. You're trying <laughs> to tell the <a> team <laughs> you're just here for endurance. I'm just here for an endurance block. <laughs> and it's just yeah, from the mo- <laughs> kilometre zero in the
2: gutter, full gas. And there's already like you know when you you know when you'd be scared. The thing that scares me the most in paris is when you're in the neutral zone and you see, you know, like normal. So what happens in bike races is the neutral zone. So it's like five k whatever you roll out, and then the flag drops, right starts. And normally in the neutral zone, everyone's just talking shit, rah, right. all right. Race is going to start, brakes are going to go. And in Paris, you're in the neutral zone, and it's absolute war because everybody wants to be the first guy behind the car. And as soon as you feel people fighting, everyone's crashing in the neutral zone because it's like 30k an hour. You can't go faster than the car, so it's super slow. But it's just a full fight. So everyone's trying to get their handlebars in front of each other. It's just absolute madness. And when you feel like the fighting in the neutral zone, you're just sitting there just like, oh, shit. And you know, as soon as that flag drops, and it's just like one line, Fifteen groups,
0: absolutely like World War Three. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be pretty going there with three hours. If you line up at the back of paranese you know, I'm in the last group today. You know, yeah. Because it goes, it's like that stage in the Vuelta in twenty nineteen. a nineteen. Oh, 19. Yeah, 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 in when, Burgos. In Burgos, there when it was the fastest, fastest stage ever, 200k in Grand Tour history or something. And for for one for one reason or another that day, well, not for one reason or another, it was because it was windy. I decided I'm going to start at the front. So. I started at the front and sure enough, Noxy was the instigator. James Knox just chased the neutral car as it took off and just went boom straight away into pieces, into groups. And if you weren't mm. in the first 30 at the start of that when the flag dropped, you weren't in the front group and that was it. Boom, 30 guys gone the rest of the stage. That was the hardest day of my life to this very day. That was Mate, the worst. Oh, oh, it was so hard. I, was in, I made this selection and it was so fucking hard. And I remember just saying that I, I made this selection with Dion, esteban and damo and the group was about 40 initially and then halfway through the stage we had another crossing sections and it split in half and we lost esteban and damo and it was just dion and i and i'm like sort of
1: joining the dots why you brought this story up but continue and then there was there was yeah i wanted to circle i wanted to circle oh, it back to me esteban got dropped yeah no, i was still there it was fucking hard and Meek was dropped
0: <laughs> um and then we got to the we got like 20k to go, and there's 25 of us. And Dion's a fast guy. I said, mate, I got chewing gum stuck in my teeth. I said, Dion, you wait for the sprint, and I'll tag moves. You know, in the last 20k, and we turned right with 25k to go, or 20k to go, and it was tailwind, and we we're just going like 70. Remember how fast that was, George? It was like yeah, 70k yeah. an hour from there to the finish line. I was like, oh, no one's moving.
2: <laughs> so bad, mate. Eh? That's yeah. my position. You just sit up camp. You just sit up camp at the back. I remember that day. We we took off right, and we were winning the Vuelta at Primoz. And then I saw the group, and I was like, oh, shit, Premon's living in here. Tony Martin drops back. And then we, like, look at the situation, and it was like, okay, they're a minute up the road. We need to start. We need to close this down. So we start riding, like, full gas. And we're like, okay, just ride 10K, absolutely, like, max. See what happens. 10K going. And then, like, we get the next time check. It was like, two minutes. We're like, oh, that must be wrong. Just keep riding full, keep riding full. And it was like three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. And I was like, oh, my God, we're, like, four minutes away from losing the Vuelta right now. It and just then they go, to like Sam
1: Buley's in the gap and you're like, in the break, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is going on?
2: Oh, that was a weird, And we just chased full gas and we were just doing like suicide pulls. So I was doing, I started riding at a pace I thought I could do for five minutes. And then three hours later, I was still on
0: the front chasing. Mm. I was, oh, was, so was so I still, hard. I reckon I'm
2: still fatigued from that day. I'm still yeah. carrying chronic fatigue.
0: I'm still carrying mental um, scarring, that's for sure.
1: I'm mentally scarred from these woof races if I keep losing. <laughs> hey, I've got a, a qu- I've got a question for you. Today is Black Friday. You know how it's like mm. a big sales event and all this sort of stuff. And and in Australia, it's like, what the fuck is Black Friday like five years ago? But now Halloween's massive. Like Black Friday's huge in the States. What's next? Like mm. I reckon Thanksgiving is going to be the next thing that Aussies and New Zealanders are going to sort of No, we're not about it next. Yeah. Well, we how, when, how can we jump on the Thanksgiving bandwagon?
0: It's like isn't Thanksgiving just like a dinner to say thanks? No, I think it's when they took over the America from the natives. No, is it? I think so. Is that? I think I think it's something to do. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'll Google it while I talk. But well, I you think, might want I'll, to get that right. I think, I think it's something. It's... <laughs> I think it's honestly something to do with when they when they took over from the natives. Let um, talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna find but, out if I'm right there. On the
1: Black Friday, it's funny how marketing just gets you now because they warm you up like Black Friday's coming, it's coming, and you've got a couple of weeks to go. Shit, this Black Friday, it's it's on our doorstep. And then you hear, like, you know, up they always fuck you with the up to before they announce percentages. You know, up mm. to 75% off, and you go, fuck 75% off. You get in there and you scroll and you scroll and you go going, you know, 10% off, 15% off. And then with the delivery with the posties here in Australia, you're not going to get it till Christmas next year. And no. so then, yeah. And then it's finally, you like get you the 75% stuff. off. It's a pair of fucking Puma socks. They
2: suck you in. They go, you just feel like it'd be financially irresponsible not to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> They've got me thinking that like, oh, there's no option. Well, I,
1: I, I bought a TV and I've gone 85 inch. I've gone like bugger this, I'm going like full cover the wall sort of stuff. And I got the whole spill, you know, like the TV salesmen are are classic. You know, they start spinning the shit about 4K, 8K. I say, yeah, mate, but nothing's in 8K at the moment. Yeah, that's correct. But, uh, you know, the way things are going, uh, you want to be ready. You want to be ready. (laughs) It's like, fuck off, mate. 8K's not coming anytime (laughs) soon. And then they bullshit you about pixels and colour and then I eventually just said to the guy, listen, mate, I'm colorblind. So all that stuff just doesn't mean shit to me. So just give me mm. something that works. Give me the give best big. deal. Big. Uh, and let's go. And that was mm. it. But then I ended up like, same thing, Black Friday, I ended up walking away with a fucking new vacuum cleaner. And now I realize that I'm getting to that age where like, if I get a really good vacuum cleaner, it is fucking awesome. It's like an eight-year-old getting a Optimus Prime truck, you know, like, I've tested it straight away, and I'm like, the fucking suction on this thing. <laughs> so excited, like, yeah. Oh, so mate. I've, I've got it. I've got it. What
0: is it? So for many, for many Americans, Thanksgiving symbolizes a bond and peace between the two people, the European settlers and the Native Americans. Two people as they sat together at the same table and perhaps hope of lasting reconciliation after centuries of division. For many other Americans, however, this is not a cause for celebration. It is a reminder of the brutal acts perpetrated on the Native Americans by European settlers and the U.S. government, yeah. massacres, land stealing, and relentless attacks on their cultures and li- livelihoods since 1970. The fourth Thursday of November has also been known as National Day of Mourning.
1: Oh, okay. So I don't so think that's going. Three... I don't think that's going to take off in Australia, and New Zealand, then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you already have you already no, have, you already hot, have uh, that with Australia Day, don't you? Yeah, well,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that. Thing. Mm. Um, thing. That's pretty
2: hot take though that people are taking. There's there's two people like there's two very different camps sitting around mm. in America right now. You know, mm. people that are just like sitting there going like, "Oh, I'm just so happy," you know, like, that's great celebration. And there's just people there going like National Day mourning.
1: Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but
0: anyway. Got another email from Cycling. It's <laughs> <is> another resignation. <laughs> oh no.
2: <laughs> I won't open that during the show. <laughs> Who was it this time? <laughs> Should have this <laughs> rate right on board, I'm gonna resign. <laughs> yeah. That was just my resignation.
1: I uh, uh, I got me fucking which... car car booked in for a service today as well. Um and that you can go down a rabbit hole on this one, but Last time I got in for a service, I got the classic um there's a leak. Now they always love telling you problems, but there's always a leak with some part, and it was my shockers. Last uh-huh. time it was like, Oh mate, we we've got a leak in your uh, in your rear shockers, you know, we need to fix that the shockers. Then, you know, yeah, the shock the suspension or the shockers or whatever. Suspension leak. And I was that's like, like what a four year old would call suspension. Shockers. What? <laughs> really? Oh, well, fuck. I'm not a car, man. No, the, a the fucking is. bouncy things that stop your bloody car from bouncing up and down. The coil. Shocker in New Zealand something very different. You need a. Uh, you need a edit well, your susp- words. There's, there's, a, there's a fucking suspension leak, okay? And then no, when I know, heard... Shockers. <laughs> well, well st- straight away, I thought, how does suspension leak? Like, isn't it just... Fluid. Like, suspension fluid, no? Oh, well. And then it's I thought... It's not just springs. Well, <laughs> Well, this is why I get get taken for a ride. This is why I get taken for a ride. So I was thinking, no, I'm going to test them. I'm not going to get it fixed, even though they said it was urgent. And I'll see if the same problem pops up next time. And I've taken it this morning. And then nowadays they send you like an email and you can tick what you want to get done. Oh, man, it was like, you know, you need your brake pads. uh, It's at four mil, but we can run three mils the minimum so i was like all right we'll wait for the minimum we'll do that next time and then they go there was no mention of the leak with the suspension so i was like oh really yeah wouldn't there still be a leak or wouldn't there still be evidence of that when well, i was right? run out of fluid it's not leaking
0: anymore it's all yeah. empty <laughs> oh yeah is your car dragging along the bottom of the ground or the bottom of your no, car dragging on the ground it like but the dream. sound
2: of your car like brake pads pitch and these wing mirrors doors it's like that that plane out of hot shots that's coming
1: in, like a last a win. No, I just reckon it I just reckon it, you just can't trust the bastards. Like, you no, can't. You can't. You can't. Especially it's, a, it's, it's the same shit. Like in your
0: situation, Jones, you just admitted to the public that you're not a car man. So any if you're if you're a car mechanics listen to the show, he can take you for a ride for, because we don't know. I'm the same. Exactly. They say, Oh, there's this, this, and this wrong. How the fuck am I supposed to know the difference? I lift the bonnet up and I don't well firstly I don't know how to lift the bonnet up. And once I work that mm. out, then I go, Well, I don't know what I'm looking at. You must be. Do you right. know
2: what I couldn't work out the other day, which is absolutely embarrassing, is where the battery is in my car. It's on it's in the like, boot. this thing, mate. In it, no, boot. it's not on the boot. It's like yeah. where's Wally for batteries? I was looking everywhere because I was like, Oh, I'm gonna disconnect I'm going in back to New Zealand for a while, I'm gonna disconnect the battery, you know? And it's this they've fucking hidden them. It's honestly like a ploy, like if you need a Battery, you need to take it to BMW. You can't just swap it out. It's not in the, it's not in the boot. I've taken all the panels off. I took everything out of the front. Took the top of the motor cap off, looking for this battery. And this is a solar panel car.
0: I don't know what's going on. Yeah, are you sure it's not in the boot? It's not in the boot. Hmm. It's weird. Maybe I don't know. Do you have a hole in your floor? Are you like Fred Flintstone?
1: I'm just running. Better be careful because you'll get charged a fifty dollar battery location fee.
0: Well, speaking of technical difficulties, last week, you guys, the listeners, you would have noticed that my microphone was absolutely shocker, it was absolutely terrible. And I. so what I did to alleviate that issue was buy a new one. Um, my cousin, who actually listens to the show, he's a bit of a guru with this stuff. He told me that you can actually, if you have bad audio, you can actually edit the audio and create it, make it better before you release the podcast, which is something maybe we could work on as a team. Um, but anyway, I bought a new po- New microphone. And as I was getting my microphone set up today, I also bought a light last week and this little light here. And I was putting the light on and I realized that the light's USB as well as the microphone. And I only have one USB port. The light was working last
1: show and the microphone wasn't. Therefore, I don't think I plugged it in. So, no, no. but then when you're talking to <laughs> Hannah, you could hear her clearly whenever the mic was there. So that is like something off unsolved mysteries. Mm. But it's out of tedious shit. It was, that. it was shocking yeah yeah so. let's hope this one's better yeah so mm. what oh, are your plans over the, what are your plans over the next couple of weeks lads what do you got leading up to chrissy
0: training back on the road um, back on the,
1: back
2: three on the horse mm. i was thinking of taking a run at the hour record did you see formula's <laughs> hour record
0: yeah the slowest in history or something slowest hour possible <laughs>
2: He did 900
0: meters. That's impressive to do. Only 900 meters in an hour, because I presume you have to continue to move.
2: Yeah, so you're not allowed to come to a standstill. So you can't track stand. You got a, it's so it's on a velodrome, and basically yeah, you got one hour, and you have to always be moving. So you can't do a you can't come to a complete stop. You come to a complete stop, you are disqualified. and it's just who can do the slowest hour. And That's he broke a- the record the other day,
0: 900 meters. How, that's impressive. That's more impressive mm. than the current hour record from Victor Campanath. Like, how do yeah. you do over 900 metres in an hour? You
2: don't have brakes either. So, if you start rolling, you, like, you'd be right on the wall because you go up the wall. But
0: then you have to also go in a straight line. That's 0. 0.9 kilometres an hour if I'm asked as that's right. That's
2: pretty... And you imagine, the, mm. you imagine the, the burn. You know, like, when you're just standing up like on a mountain bike mm. and you're always like, you already saw back glutes well, um so i might to, take a run at that
0: that's off the david formula
2: mm. um and i might just go down and get abused by new zealand drivers i wonder how my mate is from my punch-up few years ago he's um <laughs> still roaming the Mott valley looking for me and trying to run me off the road yeah i'm glad i got a new
1: kit now he's probably looking out for someone wearing yellow so um yeah i'm feeling, feeling safe about that you'll be able to uh, do the nat- nationals next year go back to back and we can update the intro if I'm in a position to win, I'm going to put the brakes on just so just, I don't feature in the intro. Well, maybe it might be Billy's year. You could work for Sam because he can get in the breakaways on the hardest Grand Tour stage ever. Why not? That's it, yeah. That'd That's be a right. great story for the listeners. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe,
0: right. everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep. <laughs>